0: Hey guys, thanks for joining us for another episode of Riding Through the Ages. I'm Eugene. I'm Eric. And we're going to watch Season 1, Episode 12 of Kamen Rider, Ichigo, or 71. 71. Entitled The Murderous Yamogeras. It's directed by Itaro Arita, is written by Mari Takizawa, and it debuted June 19th, 1971. And the name, although it sounds really weird, I guess the first part of it comes from a gecko.
1: From the Japanese word for gecko, yeah. yamori. Yamo
0: yeah, and then just some stuff to yeah make a creature thing.
1: And, uh, I mean,
0: as usual, we don't really have anything to say about where this is going because it's kind of just really... Well, I do, but I, I've already seen it. Yeah, but I mean, it. you've seen it. I'm just saying
1: that as far as, <laughs> without spoiling me. The funny thing is it's not... Uh, they call him murderer, but he's not as much of a murderer as yeah. I mean, door was yeah, last time. <laughs> door just yeah, just killing killing women in there. Yeah,
0: quote happiest day of their life, end quote. I'm trying to think if we'll have to watch it. I don't think he even kills anybody in the entire episode. This one, yeah, that'll be kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But so you didn't earn anything. No, I'm thinking name. about it. I'm like, I don't seem to remember anybody dying. But that <laughs> you
0: mentioned one of the or the last gecko was like the Reaper or something like that, right? That was Chameleon. Yeah. the Grim Reaper Chameleon. Yeah, Grim Reaper Chameleon. Did he ever kill anybody? Uh because I, I remember him being invisible and kidnapping some people. Yeah, I don't think he killed anybody. Yeah, I don't think he killed a single person. So it's like, did you earn that title? Yeah. <laughs> it's like Bakendor's the Grim Reaper, man. <laughs> yeah, he's the one that actually killed people the bat killed some people be- well, spider them. yeah spider killed some people but they didn't get the grim reaper or the murderous no, no. jubikandor door.
1: yeah uh, but you don't usually think uh incredibly dangerous when you think gecko mm-hmm. certainly right. not <laughs> uh there are some things about this episode that is like that are cool that are
0: like different. Okay, well, I'm I'm looking forward to it. It's just it's one of those things for like all the other ones we have. Oh, this is what happened last episode. and This is what I think will happen this episode. Whereas this one's kind of like eh, anything can happen.
1: Anything could happen. We
0: we don't know. I mean, you do. I mean, saying that, like, <laughs> as far as the structure goes, it's all in the air at the moment. Yeah. Especially now that they're reeling with uh, the injury of the the last rider. It's just
1: yeah. I, I I found conflicting reports of whether he broke one or both of his legs. Oh, uh, see, it would just. Uh, having both legs but even one leg broken sucks well i found out that he was um one of the reasons he was hired was he was a stuntman okay he was an actor and a stuntman and so that's one of the reasons why they hired him to be come writer so they can only have one and then this is what (laughs) happens and they've learned their lesson yeah from now on it's just like no you know we we made a horrible horrible mistake yeah (laughs) (laughs) we tried to get costs and somebody got got hurt um it's like somebody else, somebody would have gotten hurt, but we would still <laughs> been able to film the show.
0: <laughs> Plus, it just makes filming so much easier. I mean, if you think about it, because the actors can do acting parts while the stunt acting is happening over yeah, there. Well, yeah, it
1: gets back and forth because you don't have to worry about uh, hiding who the stunt man is in the scene. Yeah, if the actor is the stunt man. Yeah, fair enough. But if you have an actor and a stunt man, you're able to do more filming because so it's it's. Yeah, and you don't have to worry about injury. <laughs> yeah, like in uh, now. I think they're even filmed by, like, they might be filmed by different directors because I think there's an actual director and a action director. Yeah. I mean, that's honestly, that's how I would do it because uh, an action director, there's much more. I mean, the main director has, like, the overall say of, like, how things go. Right. And probably gets to watch it and and all those things. But which is I think that's one of the ways they're able to get so much done so quickly, have Mm -hmm. a new episode almost every week. Yeah, that
0: makes sense because there's a lot going on as far as. I mean, you've seen it. Yeah,
1: because, yeah. like, just making a movie, just, like, and then the editing and all that, they're so far ahead, but then they get caught, they get behind, and so. I'm just surprised they can move so well in some of those suits. Yeah, well, that's, like, their whole job. I know. But, yeah, they barely get, they'd probably barely be able to see anything out of those masks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Makes
0: you wonder, is it like one of those trick mirror things where you you can't see through the one side, but they can see through the other I, really well? I,
1: I don't know. I mean, there's a whole school dev- just devoted. The whole school is just devoted to teaching people to be in these suits when they fight, mm-hmm. and uh, and then there's like whole uh, like the production will hire the uh, the, the the action company, mm-hmm. and the action company has their own stable of act- suit actors, and then they bring them in. Um, and it's been the same group since since for since at least since it started back up i have no idea what they were doing beforehand Mm -hmm. but uh yeah um like I've showed you some things about the guy who played Gavon, mm-hmm. and he's like in his seventies, but he's like a teacher. Right. He like teaches people how to do do this stuff. Yeah, he's now a, like a, a lecturer, I guess. I'm sure he's still. No, I just I saw he was in a movie in like less than ten years ago, and he like was doing his own stunt. He can still move. Yeah,
0: that's cool. It's inspiring, really. He it's was like, he was doing Gavin. It's like Jackie Chan, man.
1: Yeah, he was he was actually doing Gavon in a in a, in like the newest like they rebooted Gavin and gavin is like a title it's like a title passed yeah. down It's the space share. and the new one was there and he was like calling in like an identity crisis and then the old one came in just started slapping him around to show him what's boss and yeah. like, <laughs> so what you're gavin and then they fought together it was pretty cool <laughs> but yeah so um we're at 12 mm-hmm. i think 14 yeah 14 uh, is where we'll watch the movie uh, after fourteen after fourteen we'll watch the movie. well maybe because fourteen and fifteen are a two-parter, but you okay, so we'll watch fifteen then maybe <laughs> I mean, because like this spoiler is in fourteen, okay, so we'll we'll wing it, yeah, so we'll wing it but uh yeah, so this one and the next one are kind of just like me
0: just doing whatever
1: yeah, they're still figuring things out and then f- fourteen is when they figure things out, okay, yeah, so we are going to go watch that, yeah, I mean you. Uh, <coughs> <laughs> and we're back it's actually pretty good how they did it I, yeah no I, I, I was like wrong it, about so, the murderer yeah
0: he kills at least four people like three or four because he kills the, the well we'll go through yeah. two well I mean he uses two with the thingy which I don't want to say just yet oh, yeah, so, so and then, three or four yeah yeah three or four maybe Maybe. I mean, those people could also have lived. Yeah. Two of them are definitely no, dead. No, two are 100%. <laughs> completely dead. There's no coming back from that.
1: So uh starts at the, tri- the beginning, obviously, and then it moves into uh, an optics lab. Yes.
0: And uh, the first frame you see is like a little test bunny in a cage. And it's really dark, and you see like a something moving in front of uh, like a piece of equipment moving in front of the cage, and then you see it's like a flashlight. Yeah. At first, I was thinking it was a camera or like a um, like an old school picture mm-hmm. real sort of a camera projector. There we go. There's a word for it. Um, but no, I'm pretty sure it's just a flashlight with like a red tinted lens. Yeah. Or
1: as as they put it, it's uh, it's a laser. Yeah, the the danger light. No, the danger light is the big one.
0: Oh, okay, 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 fair (laughs) enough. So, so yeah, it's it's a laser. They flick it on, and it goes from regular fluffy bunny to a fluffy bunny skeleton cutout that's blowing in the wind. (laughs) So just basically a piece of paper. One of of the
1: things. Did you know that um, laser is actually an acronym?
0: Uh, I think I've I've heard that before. I just don't know what it stands for anymore. Light
1: amplification by simulating emissions of radiation. Okay. But so it's like it should be dotted all the yeah, time. Yeah, every single time. <laughs> L dot A dot S dot. Yeah. So on. <laughs> but I always write it with a Z.
0: Yeah. I, I end up doing it too. And then I'm like, why did I do that? So
1: There was a common writer, Lazar.
0: Lazar. So, anyways. Um, yeah. So they. Uh, and then they turn on the light. Yep, and and like I said, you could the very first time they saw it, I thought I was looking at um, foam again. You know, I, I assumed they were going to default to foam for whatever the heck was going on. But then I saw it blow in the wind, and I was like, oh, that's literally a piece of paper mache or something like
1: that. It's just a it's a it's a cutout because not only does laser annihilate you, it turns your skeletons flat. Yeah,
0: a, it makes you a two D thing. Yeah
1: maybe it's supposed to do that that's like the <laughs> real horror of it now you can't even identify the skeleton it's like <laughs> it's like so so powerful that it annihilates all the flesh off of you and flattens your skeleton into paper yeah you're like one of those uh pressed flowers in a booklet oh, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> um so ba- basically the mad si- the not mad scientist <laughs> the scientist uh uh, the word mad just goes right in front of scientists right especially uh, when you make a death laser yeah, he, obviously he, you're a mad scientist he, he, he lights a cigarette and he's just like what have I
0: made yeah what a horrible thing we've done and, and the his younger assistant is like oh we're gonna be so uh, famous and powerful from this
1: you're gonna be so famous when you announce it he's like I can't tell people about yeah, this he's basically death. he
0: basically gives with the great power comes great responsibility speech which and, is and, like, and
1: then the guy's like then are we just gonna destroy it and he's like no I can't destro- I worked really hard on it I can't just destroy yeah, it yeah
0: it'd be like destroying my own child and I'm thinking eh, maybe and so the assistant's intense, like
1: well let's let's put it on microfilm because it's the 70s. Yeah, let's put it on microfilm and hide it. <laughs> yes. And he's like, yes, we'll do that. And the scientist is like, where are okay. you going to hide it? He's like, oh, I shouldn't tell you that. <laughs> and you can see on his face that he's upset with that. And he's just like, don't tell anybody buddy, about this. And he's like, yes. Of course. And it course zooms I in will.
0: on his face menacingly because you know he's shifty.
1: And then it cuts to uh, a shocker base Yep, and well, actually, it's the voiceover says. Yeah, that not show up. To, he didn't show up to work the next day. Yeah, and it turned out that he was a Shocker spy the whole time. Yeah,
0: he's part of the in, the intelligence network, which
1: means that they probably got like Shocker guys in like all the special labs, and whenever they come up with something dangerous or cool, shock, they like report to Shocker and Shocker goes and steals it.
0: Yeah, so we, he he reports. They're like, okay, because you did that, we're gonna make you a commander
1: now. Good turn, means in monster.
0: He becomes uh, our yeah. Gecko monster. Gecko
1: monster, and uh. And, of course, the obligatory test of abilities. Yeah,
0: because all the goons are the ones that get to tell him. He's Even though he's a general and a commander now... It's the it's the random fodder that gets to tell him what to do. Yeah, climb it, and so he climbs a silo. His while...
1: special ability—I mean, he has another one—but it looks like his only special ability is, is, is that he can climb. Yeah, like he's got like Spider-Man wall climb, and all of a sudden, everybody's just like, like "Whoa, totally got to kill Common Rider this way." Yeah. <laughs> that's all
0: it takes to impress him is slowly climbing up a silo, making <laughs> making weird squeaky noises because that's kind of mainstay for this.
1: Um, and so. Then you see that there's this uh, boxer and his trainer. Yeah, so this uh,
0: boxer, like, they're just in uh, a quarry because it's what they do. <laughs> doing road work. Yeah, so they stop to do the punching, the shadow boxing portion of it. And then uh, he just get shows
1: Grugarius up. shows up, and they fight, and the boxer and the trainer actually hold their own pretty yeah, well. you come to find out he's physically not that
0: impressive because this Which boxer, actually shows
1: up, like, later. It's the, he's not much of a physical fighter because yeah. he's, like— that's like the sneaky part. Yeah, he's got other skills, but he's all sneaky. Like, but he always he goes can't like, ah. win a fist
0: fight with a regular boxer. Yeah. So but what he-, he can do is <laughs> spit some uh, stri- crazy string that turns into basically where the boxer was is now a giant paper mache or. Uh, is it paper mache? What is the word I'm looking for here? Yeah. Plaster mold, really. Plaster mold, yeah. Yeah, plaster mold. Because
1: mold. we know that the most famous ability of geckos is the ability to spin cocoons. Yes. Yeah. That is that's common knowledge, this really. This is factual information. <laughs> this, this is, is this, this is, is how they hunt in the wild. <laughs> yeah, this is what I have learned from common rider. <laughs> yeah, if you're a gecko, you can make you could cocoon your enemy or spin webs just like just like spiders because i'm sure geckos are part of the spider family obviously (laughs) i mean
0: they walk on walls (laughs) they
1: walk on checkmate science can you prove that they're not (laughs) (laughs) prove it
0: what what genus are they from you don't know yeah (laughs) just just like uh octopuses or spiders of the sea but no just, Uh, (laughs) just just from the fact that all of these cyber humans have uh, super strength this boxer was going to go places if he didn't do road work in this one place on this one day that was the next world because right what
1: there. happens next is slowly the uh- Gecko Garius like grabs him and takes him to the top of a dam and just chucks him him into the water. So he might've lived and we have no idea what (laughs) happened to the trainer.
0: Yeah. I mean, the trainer gets knocked out. This doesn't necessarily mean he's dead, Yeah, but I would assume he is because otherwise it'd be all over the news. Like we got attacked by a weird monster and stuff (laughs) happened. Yeah. And that's never brought up. Yeah.
1: Anyways. uh, So then it cuts to, uh, uh Ryuko and Hongo stunt doubles riding on a motorcycle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. it's obviously not Hongo. We're like fine. But this is obviously not Ryoko either.
0: Yeah, they did pretty well as far as um like you you see his likeness, but
1: his head's always down just enough to where well, you can't see his face. The thing and... is is we have the advantage of watching this in high definition. And watching this on like a standard CRT with scan lines, you would not be able to tell those yeah, people. No way.
0: <laughs> but then they show a headshot of uh, Hongo from episode one when he was practicing for yeah his race before he gets captured and turned into a yeah cyborg. Or it might have been the second one when he was practicing for the rally. That could be. It's one of those two because I mean, yeah, that's right. At the bat, at the very start of the bad episode, he was practicing for the rally. Yeah, yeah. So he's wearing a different outfit then, and that would make sense because they do another cut later. That's also from episode two. So,
1: so uh, they're they're riding in like I guess Hongo's motorcycles giving out. So Rui could go forward. Basically, a reason to have not Hongo uh, Hongo in the scene. Uh huh. And then there's uh, a car driving being chased by a bunch of motorcycles. Yeah, three motorcycles, and they one of
0: them pulls ahead of the the car, and then like. You know, turns the motorcycle sideways and just gets just blocks it. Yeah, just stops. I'm sitting here. If I'm getting chased by three people on motorcycles that are holding batons, and then one of them tries to aggressively stop my vehicle, uh, I don't know what the laws are in Japan, but I hit the, <laughs> I hit that and move on. Yeah, it's like, hey, look, this is self defense. I don't know what you guys want, but
1: um, so the shocker gooms come out and surround the car, and the
0: guy's like, "What do you want?" It's the scientist and another assistant, I assume. Yeah, not the young one, obviously. And
1: he uh, and the guy's like. Come to our base. Come to our shocker outpost. Yeah, come, come to, to our, our shocker our base. <laughs> <laughs> come to our secret. Under, shocker uh, base. Uh, yeah, uh, the secret organization shocker's secret base. Yeah, we need you to come to shocker base. And it's like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? Rightfully. So, uh, Ruko kind of is like coming up, and then one of the guys throws a boomerang. Yeah. And then out of nowhere, a Kamen Rider.
0: Yeah, he just punches out of the way, and then he drives forward between them all, and then turns around and drives back, and then for some reason... They get on their motorcycles and chase him. Well,
1: because they're conditioned to fight common.
0: Yeah, I'm just sitting here thinking, like, hey, you had a simple mission and you just like abandoned it. And Really, to go. how
1: does Ruko does not know that Hongo is common rider? There was nobody behind me besides Hongo and not common riders here. Yeah, and there's
0: no Hongo anymore. <laughs> yeah. yeah, who would have thought? Nonsense.
1: Um, really, in like this, in the next episode, I think she knows, and they just haven't told us that she knows.
0: Yeah, I'm thinking that she's either picked up
1: on it or she's starting to pick or up. Or the on writers it. don't know that she doesn't know. Pretty much, (laughs) the writer writing it's all of all of a sudden someone's like, you know, she doesn't know he's common writer, and they're like, what? Have you been watching the same show I have? Right. (laughs) Of course, she knows she's common rider. <laughs>
0: so, so this scene is a its a very strange quarry bike fight where they just kind of ride yeah, basically around.
1: Basically, he drives them in a circle, gets in the middle of them, makes them run into each other while he pulls his motorcycle for the jump. Yeah, because they would, they're would they all, I don't know, like were they planning to suicide bomb him
0: to begin with? Shocker soldiers aren't very smart. Yeah, I mean, because let's say he stayed where he was. They all three of them ram him and they blow up anyway. Yeah. I mean, they were ready to die. They're all brainwashed. True. Maybe that was the secret plan. It's like, hey, he was not expecting them to go all, you know, tiny bee versus
1: giant, giant hornet. Yeah. So you know, uh they all fall over and uh this is enough to make uh Geku-Geris get upset and walk away because he's like Gekugarius obviously knows he can't fight common rider. Yeah. <laughs> so he couldn't beat up a normal boxer. Yeah. So um <laughs> Then it uh, cuts to the scientist's home. The scientist's home, where Ruko is being the main character, questioning him about what happened. He, it's just like, what's going on? And the other guy is just like, does that have something to do with the fact that your old assistant quit? And he's like, I don't know. Stop asking questions about yeah. people who are not aren't here. If you want to know more information, just quit. And yeah, he's being dismissive. Yeah, he obviously knows what's going on, but he doesn't want to talk about it. Um, also, partly, he probably doesn't want to. Like, admit that he trusted the wrong person with all this knowledge.
0: Yeah. So, uh... It cuts the, over to a uh, woman, who a, a we wo- find out later is his sister. Yep. And there's the uh, the geckos walking on the ceiling. Yeah. She screams. They come rushing in. Obviously, there's nobody on the ceiling because he can go invisible. This is when we find out he can go invisible. Can he? Uh, I
1: think he just goes... I think he just goes away.
0: Yeah, from what I got from the scene was that he went invisible on the ceiling and he stayed there until later that night.
1: Oh, I think he just went away because, like, when he's running from her later, she does he doesn't go.
0: Well, the, see, that's the thing. I thought there was a plot from that, but I realized. Well, we'll get to that. My yeah.
1: theory as far. If if it doesn't really matter invisible. if he turns invisible or not because he doesn't do it like in a fight. But right. So if he turns invisible, he's not there anymore. That's the the point. Right. They so, can't see him. Yeah. Whether he runs off or not, and she's like, there was
0: somebody on the ceiling, and he's just like, that's stupid. You're stupid. I mean. He straight up calls her a baka. We all know what this means.
1: Yeah, he's like, he's, he's like, don't be stupid. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And then now Rico's like, it could be shocker. Yeah. She's like, She's hey, this before. I've lived this life. <laughs> My dad was killed by a giant spider. Okay. Don't tell me there can't be someone on the ceiling. <laughs> yeah.
0: And uh, basically, they question him again about and what he, he's been up to in his science like, project. He's just
1: like, there's nothing going on. There's nothing. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. Let's just clean up this mess. Yeah.
0: And then, okay, it cuts over to a scene oh. of Hongo calling them on the phone.
1: There's no f- scene of him. There's just a phone call.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying is that the, the scientist picks up the phone because Hongo knows his phone number.
1: Yeah, of course he does. He's i, I hate to say
0: it but this is a 605 iq play clearly <laughs> yeah um and there's just a it was like oh hey ruriko this is phone calls for you
1: from someone named hongo and she's like takashi and then they're talking is like basically he's trying to tell her not to get involved in this yeah it's uh, somebody else's voice because it's supposed to be him though it's supposed to be him but it's i think it's the voice of the guy that they've had doing his what vo- 'cause because they on previous episodes they've had um the adr the actual actor's voice mm-hmm. in scenes like in uh the those two the two uh cobra scene right episodes they like adr'd his voice to have somebody else's voice Mm -hmm. um and like we note another thing that we uh i found out that like really points out is that not only did um fujioka he not only did he play hongo and was common writer in the suit but he also sang the opening theme song yes so (laughs) he so the fact that he's He's the show at this point, so him injuring himself makes it a really big deal. Um, but yeah, they've been ADRing, like having uh, another person do his voice, so that when they have his voice when he's in the costume, it's a uh, it matches up. Right. But so basically, he says, "Don't, don't be a part of this." And Rory goes, "Like, I'm doing good. Yeah. Click. It's like, what do you mean? I've been doing great so far. I'm doing better than
0: than you are. Yeah. Hangs up the phone on him. And uh, so the next scene is. Getting close to nighttime, and the scientist has a little tiny piece of microfilm and a pendant that he just pulled, like, he just clearly bought for the sake of putting the microfilm
1: in. Well, he, like, he opens—it's like a present. Yeah. So I don't think he bought it for this. I think this was going to be her present already. Already, okay. And he, like, opened up the box— that was going to be he was going to present to her. Yeah, that makes more sense. Because it was like it was wrapped in a wrapping paper, and he like mm-hmm. opens it up, and he like puts the microfilm into it, and then the next scene is him giving it to her. So he yeah. doesn't give her a box or anything; he like gives her just the straight up locket. Yeah, they're at a, the dining room table. I would say. Yeah, and um, it's her birthday, mm-hmm. and she he's giving her this locket for present, and she's like really happy about it. She said she'll never take it off, not even in the bath. Yeah, he's like something about protecting him. Yeah, it's like. Uh, and uh, this is when we find out that it's his brother and not his wife.
0: Yes, because at first I was thinking it was his wife.
1: It would actually make more sense. It would make much more Uh But 70s show, so you never know what their rules are with, like, married couples weren't allowed to sleep in the same beds and stuff like that. on television. Right. You know, but anyways. Uh so uh, the next scene is her, like, being happy about the locket
0: i think the very next scene is um it it cuts over to the gecko on the ceiling and that's why i think he was invisible the whole time okay
1: well either that or he crawled back in what it doesn't really matter yeah
0: well whether or not but i'll get to the reason my my theory is what it is um when we get to the part that uh but yeah so he's on the ceiling again he sees the pendant there and him i'm assuming he saw him put the microfilm in there yeah probably uh so the next scene is her in her room and she's like getting ready for bed or whatever. Yeah, and she's like looking, admiring the pendant because that's what you do when you get a present is just yeah. stay, stare at it all day. Like yeah, I mean it's that's the best thing in
1: the world. I mean that's what you do. Um,
0: and then uh, the light the goes out. Red light splashes. Yeah, and top she's... half of the ceiling is now red light, so it's giving you that ominous, uh, you know, ominous feel. She lights a little
1: pumpkin lamp or while something?
0: giving you light in the room when there's not supposed to be because the idea of the f- the scene is that there is no light. Yeah, but clearly you can see everything. Yeah, and so yeah, she lights a little. Pumpkin lamp thing Yeah that's what
1: it looked like Yeah yeah. I mean I don't know And then he
0: grabs her ankles From under the bed And And then I'm thinking He's gonna tug her
1: And then he's standing Next behind her Yeah It's like okay So you just (laughs) And then And then the whole Mysteriousness of it is cut away when the next scene is him outside shoving her into a car. Yeah. She's just like, get in there and they're <laughs> jumping like, in a taxi. Very, all of a sudden it's a, it was like this oofy spiritual supernatural thing. And all of a sudden it's just a normal kidnapping where he's just shoving her into a car. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and then you see um, the likeness of Hongo jump off of a ceiling and rush towards the night. And then it was a cut back to episode two where he
1: was uh, running in the dark. You remember? It was uh, the bad episode. It, must, it was either that or the episode where he's chasing after the chameleon. Was that at night? No. The the running him was chasing after the chameleon, but the the look on, because they zoomed in on his face, and I think that yeah. was him using his super senses to try yeah, to jump down. The, the super senses. <laughs> he jacked down the chameleon. They're just like, it's... They're yeah, just, they're doing a pretty good job of... Uh, ca- I, I it, mean, to they're to getting desperate, like but scene. they got to do what they got to do, right? So uh, then it goes to the cafe the next day, and... Uh, ryuko's just sitting there thinking it's like it must be shocker and uh <laughs> of course uh, T- uh tajibana is like what's going on is this? and then like her friend comes over she's like don't interrupt the great detective <laughs> and then the other guy he says uh hongo had the same look on his face he drank his coffee and ran off yeah so that's why he's not
0: here right now and that's when she says that you should be shocker and that's yeah. when the scientist comes in and he's like ruko
1: spills the beans michiko has gone And then, yeah, it talks about the whole thing, like he created a laser, Mm -hmm. and then they're after it, and now he put the microfilm in her locket, now she has it, now they have it, and then they can make the laser. Yeah, so then we see that the gecko has the laser. And this is where he becomes, when he earns his murderous- Yeah, murderous. Where he just kills a guy walking down the street. Yeah, and then another guy walking down the street. And this is where we learn that it turns you into a skeleton paper. Yeah. I guess it's not even just like they could have just like done a flash and the skeleton, but on the ground. Yeah, right. But no,
0: they <laughs> they actually linger there for a bit too long. Yeah. So,
1: so. And, uh, uh, and and this is the funny part is. He was on a slide. He was sitting on top of a slide while shooting these people, and then yeah. he just slides off the slide. <laughs> yeah, just
0: Slides down it um And, and then, then it, it goes the, to uh the next day. Yeah, and the scientist
1: is like, "Is she even still alive?" Well, they're reading the newspaper about all the deaths. Right. The two deaths. Yeah, the two deaths. And
0: and Tachibana says they're not. They're not going to stop with just two or three deaths. Yeah, this is yeah,
1: shocking. This is shocking. They're not going to stop with like two or three deaths. And this is when she's like, "Is she? It, are are they even alive?" And she's like, "I'm sure of it. I'm sure there's something, yeah, you know, more to it." And I'm I sitting mean, here like, I mean, "Of course, later, why wouldn't she be?" Later on, they like she gives her reasoning that it makes sense. Yes. But right now, it's just kind of like her just saying, of course she's alive. Of course. Of course. Uh, and I'm thinking,
0: of, is she dead? I wonder. Every other person they've kidnapped isn't dead.
1: Uh, and so it goes to uh, the headquarters, and you see she's alive. Strapped to a chair. it's Strapped to a chair, and then uh, Great Leader's talking about his plan. Yeah, because, you know, it's definitely tell your plan in front of... Well, no, I mean, he likes... I mean, everybody... I, I get this. He just wants people to listen. Oh, yeah, because everybody he talks to is brainwashed. You know, the, <laughs> truth, the truth about Great Leader is he's just a
0: regular... He was just a regular office worker, but his wife would just never listen to his problems mm-hmm. after work, and so now he'll just make sure you have to listen. Yes. <laughs> That's what this is all about. He just <laughs> needs somebody to talk to. <laughs> yeah, so... um. But yeah, so his plan is to blow up, uh, to create a bigger laser and test it out on, and an use airplane. it on aircrafts.
1: And there's like show a scene of like what could
0: what happen. could be, and it's just a nice little you see it like a model airplane. I'm sure it's hanging by a single piece of wire, and, and is probably blew it up with a firecracker or something like yeah, that. Yeah. So
1: basically, um, but to do this, they need the scientists. Basically, you know, they have the plans to build the small laser, but to make a bigger one, they need the scientists to like improve the design. Mm-hmm. And so uh, then it goes to the guy's house and he's still like she's the most important thing he she says they're going to want more Mm -hmm. and so then they're going to reach out to you and she and he's like she's the most important thing to me and they'll make my sister. And he says, she says that's why she's alive. Yeah. They want her as a bargaining chip to get you to do their stuff. Right. Which totally makes sense. It makes perfect sense. Because she knows shocker, which is, you know, that was the reason why she was kept alive. Yep. So that her father had to work for them. So yeah, she she's kno-
0: experienced firsthand. Yep. And then it's seen it countless times. Well, not countless, like seven times. Seven times. <laughs> Five or six times. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, so. um, The next scene, they're at the scientist's house again, waiting for contact is my Oh, assumption.
1: no, this whole, this whole thing was at the scientist's house oh okay I thought
0: they were having yeah that's right you're right they're having the conversation because he's like sitting in the living room he's just
1: pacing back and forth yeah and then so it goes to
0: the kitchen where we saw the gecko the first time and I'm sure they just reused the ceiling scene again why shoot it twice only this time he drops down from the ceiling now this is when I started to question whether or not he was invisible because I was like oh at first I thought he was visible, but here he is why would he break invis just to Get chased by Rico. She hears the sound of him falling from the ceiling <laughs> and chases him outside, basically. And he yeah, goes, which is off. funny
1: because she's just chasing this murderous cyborg. Yeah, who has she? She knows has a death laser. Yeah, <laughs> and she just chases him down the street in broad daylight. And
0: I was asking myself why? Why would he do this? And that's when the scientist gets a call on the phone. Yeah, it could be that like she was just being distracted.
1: Yeah, I feel like he was doing it to lead her out, so that way they can blackmail the scientist. My only in thinking secret. is that he never went invisible while fighting, like. Right, it's like the like the chameleon did, didn't he? Though I thought he did one time, not while fighting. But it could also be one of those things where he can't activate
0: it on command. Yeah, the 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 chameleon was it went invisible while fighting, mm-hmm. and like they made point that that was his thing. Yeah, well, so that's why I'm wondering if it's not his main thing. In the same way that he's not really that good of a fighter. Yeah, I think. Because I,
1: I also think they would have shown that during the
0: test. The test, yeah. Um, the... It's definitely possible. I mean, I, I feel like it makes it more interesting if he has invisibility, but it's likely he doesn't. He's just, stealthy. just Yeah, I just feel like it's kind of, I guess for me, I, the only way I can rationalize that, the scientist didn't notice him on the ceiling as he's putting the microfilm in the pendant is if he's invisible because otherwise it's very blatant. It's not like their roofs are twenty feet tall. Yeah, and you but I mean
1: all you have to do is go around a corner and you can hide from shot dragoons. Yeah. I mean th- and mm. there's so many there's so many little plot holes in
0: shows this old that you know you just kinda have to suspend as a belief. Yeah. So in my mind I just want to assume he's invisible sometimes. So anyways,
1: <laughs> while Ruriko's out chasing down uh Gekugarius, uh the scientist guy gets a phone call basically saying come follow the to come to this location that I'm going to tell you mm-hmm. and that's actually a, just a weird way that they had to do for translation yeah like you don't in uh in Japanese you can actually you can actually give the whole layout of the sentence and then give something at the end where it's but like to translate it it's going to be it sounds like fake yeah uh it sounds like a fake uh drawing out yes of like come instead of come to the quarry you can say in Japanese come to this place that I'm going to tell you about right now. The quarry. The quarry. It yeah. would just be, but you can't gr- do that grammatically. <laughs> it's no, it would make no sense. So the way it's translated too is "come to the place I'm about to tell you about." Yeah, and if you don't, <laughs> we've got your sister, and you'll see, you'll just find a pile of bones basically. Yeah. So they
0: blackmail the crap out of them. Yeah, and uh, she comes back, and the scientist is gone. Yes, and so she um, actually does something pretty smart. She looks around, sees that the paper has got like a little
1: indent from being. Well, he knocked the paper on the ground after because he took the top, and he just yeah. like because he's in a hurry. He that She holds it up to light, season and dent and then like does the whole the like good old pencil and paper trick yep. which uh, kind of works kind anyway. of, sort of. and this is I don't know if you caught this you might have been writing it down this is where I think the whole thing of the of the gecko not being invisible because Hongo is on the ceiling. <laughs> seeing uh, Ruco do the scratching did, was he? yes <laughs> so there's everyone just doesn't it's it's a short ceiling no but it's the scene that he had when he was in the shocker base hiding from the goons oh okay so they just repurposed that yeah, yeah to show that he knows where the out the, the location is also yeah I missed that And so it's just him hiding like this just shows him looking in the ceiling looking down at Ruko <laughs> like a <laughs> creepy stalker and then the next scene is him running uh, him on the motorcycle going to the location. So. <laughs> this is where I think, oh no, it's just like, the ceiling is invisible. For <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> they need to be like, how does, how does Hong know where to go? Uh, he's even, on the ceiling. <laughs> I didn't even question it when it later,
0: how when he figures it out, I'm just like, that's just the way it works. He's on the ceiling. <laughs>
1: so uh, then it
0: cuts over to uh, the scientist in the shocker base building the laser like a friggin' idiot. Yeah. Because, oh, of course they're going to let her go. He's just yeah. like, are you going to
1: let her go? And they're like, yeah just build it okay <laughs> i mean come on man if you it, it, it could have been something along the lines that he was i would have, you know built it so that like it's gonna blow up when you use it or something
0: yeah do something
1: like like that was the brilliant thing about the that was the best part about the movie rogue one Oh yeah! It said, said it was this Death Star was purposely designed to be crap.
0: Yeah, it, it <laughs> counters, you know, because everyone's like, "Oh, it's just the little vent blows up, duh." That's stupid. Now you realize, oh, it was made that way because the guy didn't want to make it, and so he wanted there to be a flaw so that way they. Could but he had to make
1: that. He had to make a flaw that, like, they wouldn't be able to see right off the bat. So. Right. Yeah. So it was, it was a very smooth way to cover up a plot hole. Yeah. Anyways uh so uh but he this guy doesn't do that nope um so it also shows Ruko getting directions and then she comes into a, like a, a an, an empty field and she tr- she says to herself it's like an empty field and she's just like did i just i she's like i must have got to the wrong uh location because of the scratching i didn't get it the right thing she yeah said, it's one street, street
0: to the yeah off by street
1: and uh no, the shocker base is underground. Yep. And they, they see, like, a—Gagaria uh, sees, like, by the surveillance— Yeah, because they're all there. surrounding this guy as he's building a laser. He's yeah. not
0: going anywhere. And there's, of course, a camera straight—you know, like, right at Ruriko. Yeah. Um, Because that's the only thing—there's only the one camera, and it's trained directly on her. Yeah. So that's a horrible surveillance system, but that's another thing entirely. They're, <laughs> they're within a budget. They're doing the best they can.
1: Maybe there's a lot of cameras, and they're just— it Right, is, it just switched and You switch to so- someone moving, you know? Uh. Yeah, it
0: tracks movement. Yeah. Like, damn, just
1: dang squirrels there again. <laughs> so then she goes and she's walking around because the chakra base is also underneath like this uh, factory type area. And so she's walking around uh, this factory like the uh, scaffolding.
0: Oh, oh I, su- I suppose we should mention that it, the, the gecko is staring at the screen. He picks up the death laser flashlight and starts to walk off. Yeah, mentally. he picks up the smart one. Yeah. So that's when it cuts over to her walking around this quiet.
1: Hmm, Looking around, I wonder where everyone is. And then the gecko comes out and menaces her for
0: like a full five seconds. Yeah, he just stalks her, and I'm the whole time I'm thinking, it's like, why are you even being stealthy? She has no way of defending herself from several. Well, he of your shows
1: buddies. up right in front of her, points the
0: just slowly at her, and she just raises her hands up, like, okay. Maybe
1: she thinks they'll take me captive to be extra. Maybe
0: I guess it's just one of those things where. He knows he's got, okay, he's got a death laser that can vaporize her instantly. He's got this, (laughs) this silly string that can wrap her up in a cocoon, and he could probably punch her face off if he really wanted to. Yeah. I don't and know. Maybe she's she probably could
1: take the boxer.
0: I guess I guess it's probably one of those things where she's got to have something going for. Her, otherwise, why would she be doing something so stupid?
1: And then, Common Rider comes out of nowhere from behind, and like rather than him just shoot her real quick and then move on to Common Rider, uh, yeah. There's a there's a laser fight. Yeah. And so basically, it's a fight with the Gecko just trying to jump out of the way and shoot him with a laser because he can't actually fight.
0: Yeah. And so the, the way that they did this was there's a you know obviously the dirt ground of a quarry there, and they just do a little fire, fire spout and um they reuse. That scene every single time that they do a little fire fire spell, you know, save money, gotta love it. And uh, at the same time as Common Rider dodging, you know, duck dodge, dip dive, and dodging these uh, uh, death laser blasts because he can move faster than light. Um, I don't think he can move faster than light. I think
1: he just moved faster than the gecko. Yeah, had to have been Um, because I, you know, I see those things like on death, uh, uh, on like uh, death battle where they're like, well, this person moved this fast, like evaded light, and I'm like. Maybe they're just faster than the person aiming. Yeah. I mean,
0: because at the end of the day, it's not really, can you dodge a bullet? No. Can you dodge where the gun's aimed at? Absolutely. Yeah. Um. So anyway, uh, Riko gets attacked by, oh, I'm sorry, what?
1: He he manages to kick the laser out of the hand.
0: Yes. And then at the same time as that fight's going on, uh, Ruiko is fighting, well, two shocker troops come out and surround her, and she, like, moves she, to the side. Uh, I can't remember how she handles one of them, but the other one, she basically kicks her knees in the nuts. with yeah. the.
1: I mean, Bobby Hill
0: would be proud. That's my purse. I don't know
1: you. <laughs>
0: Wham. Um, and yeah, then so she takes on
1: one. a couple of soccer groups. This is that thing I was talking about, how, like, the side characters are able to take on a certain number of shock goons. Right.
0: Yeah, because I think she does, like, a punch. Punches one to stun him, and then she needs the other one, and then she, like, gets past him, and she's like, well, see you later, and starts to run off. Yeah. And she, like, literally says that.
1: I'm not just making it yeah. up. And then it's, like, because he knocked the laser out of uh, Gecko's hand, Uh, it's mostly uh, he has to fight shocker goons now. Yeah, because now they're all they're surrounding him. Yeah. And so he's fighting some shocker goons, and then it goes back into the... um, uh, goes back into the... Shocker-based. Yes. And he finishes the laser. Yeah. Can... He finishes the laser. He's like, now give me my sister. And there's like, shut up. And this goes off.
0: And snatch the laser from him. Yeah. Because it's useful at this point. Um, So I don't know if you noticed this while Common Rider was fighting all of these... Uh, you know underlings and there's some you know typical stuff he throws a couple off the cliff face and does a bunch of flips and there's some cool scenes run up the stairs but there's this one scene when he's like running up a pipe and he fights two of them there if you pay attention this the butt of his suit ripped open you can see his underwear (laughs) yeah there's like a clear slit where you can see his underwear and that's when i noticed uh something i'll bring up later on but so he, you know, defeats the goons, and he's chasing the gecko uh, up these, um, I don't know if they were actually built there, if they were just put there, because they seemed really bouncy as they're running up them. Yeah. Um, Basically, the stairs, that people would go up and down when they're going deeper into the quarry. Right, yeah. And uh, so he's pretty much right behind him, and then two more goons pop out to slow him down, just enough for he- the, the gecko to get... Uh, A little bit higher. Yeah, to get some upper, you know, some,
1: some high ground, and spit some silly string on him. Cocoons him up. And then he goes up to, uh, the other shocker goons have brought the laser and the scientist and the scientist sister up to like the top there. Mm -hmm. And the gecko gets the, the super laser. Yeah. It says, It, it calls it the danger light. Danger light. And, uh, in English, danger light. And he's about ready to shoot it. And Rirko, like a boss, just comes over and just pushes Kamen Rider off. uh, Tackles him off the cliff. Tackles off the cliff and, like, jumps off to the side so she's not shot. And that shatters the cocoon. And then Kamen Rider's out. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And I think. When he shoots
0: at the common Rider, it misses, correct? And then, like, it blows up something, like, the silos in the background? Yes,
1: it blows up a whole factory. Yeah, the
0: whole factory in the background it Looks blows like up. It
1: actually looks like an oil factory. Yeah. <laughs> and it blows, just to show how powerful it is, blows up a whole place. Right, and
0: I, and I love it because it's, like, this little tiny... Uh, put together model village like you can tell is maybe maybe made of some tiny used batteries and whatnot i don't even know but uh i don't know what they're using to explode these things but (laughs) it's not like a high-powered explosive so you know it's a really tiny model yeah um but you just gotta love the simplicity of old stuff man oh yeah i mean like just godzilla stamp trampling the the city you know it's some guy in a rubber suit (laughs) so uh then they yeah so he um he follows the mold breaks he stands back up does his uh Super jump ability, all the way up to the top of quarry.
1: and then the gecko starts to run away. Yeah, because the
0: gecko knows he's not going to be able to handle this, so he just starts to dip to the to horizon. Away.
1: And then, then, then the scientist just grabs up. He just it, the doctor he just comes up, grabs the danger light, points it at the gecko, and the gecko's like, ah, "Oh no!" Boom, kills boom. the gecko. Yeah. So
0: the the only smart thing this scientist has done. Yeah, and he, he so he's the one that takes the kill. I'm seriously, Hongo's probably like, really, dude. Yeah, really, really. <laughs> you just wait until I do all the work. Yeah, he's like that one guy in a first person shooter that's just like. Or, you know, it's, like, more like a MOBA. H-
1: H- Hunger got the assist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the
0: support guy is just waiting for the AD Gary to get him into one hit.
1: And just like, okay, I'm going to last Yeah, up. so, and then, uh, basically, the guy's just like, this is so dangerous. I should just, just, I need to just destroy it. And then he says a whole thing about, like, how scientists shouldn't just build things. Yeah, they
0: need to be more conscious of okay. the impact of their inventions.
1: And this, you got to remember, this is also, like, um, uh, post-World War II. Yeah, Japan's, this is really not that long. Yeah. Um, so talking about how like, you know, scientists shouldn't just make things for the sake of it. Yeah. I mean, when, when
0: did, when when did the bomb go off? 45? Yeah. 45. So this is only.
1: Remember like the, in the chameleon episode, that guy was like in the world war two. Right. He was just like 40 years old. Yeah. These people are, have still been on, you know. Yeah. Like, like, uh, these kids haven't. No. But the people who were writing this show are most likely were kids during the war. Yeah. So this is
0: back when, you know. They're still affected, still yeah. part of their uh, social conscious, you know.
1: And so then, uh, Coman riders off to the side, and he waves, and yeah. and this is what I was saying. It's like this is when
0: I noticed. This is a horribly cheaply made suit. Like, they oh, had to dude. rush this. Oh, dude,
1: this suit is so cheaply made. It it's, gets worse. It's,
0: it does not fit him in any way. Like, his whole neck and part of his hair is exposed. Well, uh,
1: when it was on Hongo, it did, too. Yeah, but not but, this bad. I mean, no, and, like, the jaw is all misaligned, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, like cardboard. Or like the whole, <laughs> it is so bad. Later on, you'll be able to see that there's, like, scratches on the back of the helmet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they probably had a whole, maybe one day to make this suit yeah it, it's pretty bad but anyways and then H- hongo drives off and they wave and goodbye and then it does the even in times of peace hongo is ultra vigilant of shocker and shows the stock footage of hongo driving off
0: yeah only this uh it does a forward face shot from an earlier episode where it looks like he's almost crying or he's trying to hold back well, it's I'm
1: also dead. like one of the first episodes, so he has shorter hair than any yes. of the other earlier scenes. Yeah, yeah. So you can
0: tell this is the end shot of whichever episode where he was struggling with his cyborg humanity. Yeah, I think
1: it was like the first or second episode
0: so far. It's you know they've kind of given up that subplot because they, they can't, can't have sh- yeah they can't shoot new <laughs> scenes of that. <laughs> yeah, so so
1: hopefully they bring that back in like twenty episodes. <laughs> um. So, yeah, that's and that's the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hongo didn't even get the kill. Nope. Uh, so, what is
0: your suck? So, um, the whole episode is kind of rough. It's fun, but, you know, if I had to choose a suck, it would be that the scientist is a dumbass.
1: Yeah, the thing is, is like, there is, there is in the core of this episode, there's a good episode. Like, I think yeah. they probably had an outline for this episode yeah. written before and they could have had a lot of cool things with hongo as a scientist talking to this guy yep. as a scientist about the ethics of of like creating oh, yeah, weapons and all sure. that
0: stuff this would have made an excellent two-parter about that whole thing but they had to like ditch that because they couldn't have hongo on right there. so they just kind of keep the skeleton and make something of it yeah not as bad as the the episode that they were in the middle of filming yeah <laughs> but yeah uh, i could
1: see where like the the heart of this episode could have been really good yeah i agree um yeah for me um, my suck is just the like gecko's powers it's just lame yeah it's pretty lame i mean he got there was a cool moment with it like the whole ruruko thing which is which was uh the runner-up for my segoy which is her push, pushing him off the cliff to like break the thing just like totally obvious mm. um that you wouldn't really think of like she's on her feet well uh, he's tough <laughs> <laughs> he'll make it he's fine but like Dude, you like give up your humanity, your job, your all this stuff to go join Stalker and you get be turned into this gecko guy. Mm-hmm. I'm like, come on, right? <laughs> that would yeah. be so lame. Because, I mean, I don't know, like, what's the
0: it's possible, I guess, the way I rationalize it is that when they do the basic brainwashing, they probably implant some sort of desire to become a uh, A greater soldier in the future like you're working towards being one of these creatures like
1: maybe so later on we'll see that there are first off there's also like shocker soldiers who are like more who have been shocker soldiers for a while Mm -hmm. but there's also like people who work with shocker who aren't cyborgs okay yeah, who are like either there. I mean, we've seen one. Bef- we've seen like there was that lady who worked with the uh, who brought this uh, the the lizard back to life, the the corpora back to yeah. life. Yeah, like there's more people like that who are just normal scientist geniuses who work with Shocker. Okay, okay, and that like fleshes out Shocker more. But no, right we'll now, guess. it's just like all we get is just random stuff. Yeah, random yeah, try guys to piece together something from nothing. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, the gecko power is just like he could have. They could have done so much different things. It's it's either basically it was just like cobbled together it's just like yeah. uh well he wraps people up with like a like a spider wood, and he's kind of got the soup that's kind of like a the the chameleon and it's just like uh times yeah, yeah. on walls uh whatever yeah whatever <laughs> it's like they just like threw random powers at a dartboard and they rolled on a random table or something right. in, like a superhero book and be like ah uh, uh, there we go um yeah so what is your segway
0: so i'm gonna my segway counters your suck because in my opinion, um, even though it was kind of lame, uh, I feel like if it was two parter, it would be uh, better. I guess it's interesting that he doesn't—he's ha- not just a one trick pony. Now he used them all very poorly, but um, he also wasn't like a fighting cyborg, right? He, it's like I feel like they wasted this uh, amazing cyborg suit on somebody who had absolutely no idea what they're. It gonna is do a pretty uh, like good in a way suit
1: it's like gruesome yeah it's like it's creepy
0: it's like a mockery of a gecko human thing
1: yeah yeah so it's one of the full more fledged out suits of monsters we've actually seen which is the funny part
0: yeah i think they rewarded him too soon like i feel like they should have rewarded him after he got this the laser yeah rather than somebody who just came with some information you know um so I mean I I do feel like the abilities were kind of random. The thing I like about it is that there was more than one. Yeah. So I guess it's not just. I mean, you could say like the bat had both flight and mind control, but the flight just kind of uh, it's kind of standard. I suppose it's like it's like one of those superhero things. Like flights, just <laughs> people forget that flights really useful. Yeah, it's just that you kind of ex- assume.
1: Back in the uh old the eighties Marvel, uh, superhero role playing game from TSR, uh you would like roll originally you would roll randomly for your powers okay You'd roll for the amount of powers you get, and then you'd roll for the powers. Okay. And so you, if you got to water breathing, they'd be like, this is a free power. Just re-roll again. You got the water power. Just mo- don't worry about it. Keep going. Okay, keep going. <laughs> you got water breathing. Don't worry about it. Find a new power also. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> it was like a free power if you got water breathing because it's like, you're, it's lame. Just move on. <laughs> just come on. Yeah,
0: and that's that's kind of where I'm at. Um, And then on top of that, he also had the laser, right? And he had the death laser
1: flashlight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was his, like, real power weapon. They could have, like... Yeah, they focused on it a little too much. I would have liked it if they would have gotten the laser and then they would have integrated the
0: laser into him. Yeah, that would have been totally cool. Um, I mean, so I guess what I'm trying to say is he had the makings to be a very powerful uh, rival. But it villain. does,
1: it does, like, show a lot of, it shows variation in the shocker. Yeah, yeah. Because it's more than just, like, get a strong guy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I so I agree with y- your sentiment and... Uh, I would like to see another villain with multiple abilities, but a little bit more uh, structure, I suppose. Yeah.
1: So my Sugoi... It's the fact that the uh, the doctor got the kill. I yeah. thought that was great. That was gonna
0: be my that was gonna be my segway. Also, um, if I had to choose, I, I was kind of struggling with which I one. Just I just love the
1: fact that it's just like, oh wait, I have this death laser here. Yeah, just Danger pull light, the, pull the rug out
0: from from Hongo on it. <laughs> yeah. The only reason I didn't go with that as my segway is because I my suck is that he's he's a dumbass. Yeah, it's the one good thing he did. Yeah, so it, it was just great. It's like, oh, there's a la- there's a death laser right here. <laughs> yeah. He's you know critical thinking. Yeah, <laughs> it's like I have the opportunity to blow
1: this guy up right like, now. I, uh, yeah. I have a problem, and look, there's a solution. (laughs) So I thought it was pretty good. So now, um, it is... Uh, does this improve Hongo at all I don't know
0: if anything I want it drops him I he's mean, already at last yeah that's my point it's like you're okay we, it's gonna be harsh <laughs> until because it's obvious he comes it's back it's not his fault it's it, it's gonna be harsh on Hongo until he comes back I mean if anything it's fair because he's gonna have a whole hundred episodes to. yeah I mean this is a really
1: good episode for Riko yeah. she was on the list <laughs> yeah.
0: it's like the counter to how well the Tachibana episode was and yeah so. <laughs> it's nice that they didn't just shoo in Tachibana on this too I mean yeah. I like him but... but yeah he was just like it was like oh this this is Ruriko how she, she handles it. Yeah. I mean, although I don't, I feel like she needs to understand her limitations a little bit more. Yeah. I mean, uh, it, she put herself in some situations that could have went she has the, really bad, really It's fast. almost like she knows she has plot armor. Yeah. It <laughs> was a little kind of, I mean, that would have been my, um I was thinking about making it my suck, but it's one of those things where I like seeing it, at yeah. seeing her do stuff. Yeah. It's just that. It's a really
1: hard balance to have a person who has no superpowers in a world with superpowers not seem like an idiot for getting involved, but also not seeming like an idiot for not knowing... The genre awareness of what they have.
0: Yeah, I ultimately chose not to make it my suck because I understand where they are in the show as far as the filming goes. Yeah, they have um, to like
1: just they have to just fill things. in. They so have much.
0: to inject these people. Yeah, and so even though it's kind of out of character, they they are now building a new character. Yeah, and- it's off like of Rink- the fact that she has a Rinko desire. Riko and Tachibana are getting more character development because right. there's no hongo. Yeah, they they are building they they're building off of her desire to to destroy shocker essentially because of the way things happen for you know episode one. Yeah. Um so and it's nice. Yeah. It's nice. So it's like I understand
1: that uh she's going to be taking some serious risks. <laughs> um so the next episode of Common Rider 71 is episode thirteen entitled Lizardano and the monster army. Okay. Now this was also the um this is also technically the first common rider movie. Okay. Episode thirteen. They didn't do anything different. They just released it in theaters. Oh, okay. They just showed this half an hour episode in theaters. So that's technically the first Common Rider movie. Um. Well. I in, mean, I
0: imagine it's a bigger deal back then.
1: Well, yeah. Also, you could go see the movie again. You can't see these episodes again. True. Yeah. And It's also really funny that um, there technically wasn't a Common Rider actor when the first movie was released.
0: Yeah. Ah. <laughs> 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 uh. So,
1: I hope they touched up the suit a little bit for the movie. <laughs> well, it's like they didn't film a movie. They filmed right. episode 13 and then released it in theaters. <laughs> but our, our next episode will be of Kamen writer Kuga, episode 12, entitled Teacher. And it's not Sensei. It's Oshin. So, like, the position of actual teacher. Okay, the actress. Yeah. Yeah. So the yeah, teacher, you remember what was happening in the last episode? I do. Yeah, we'll talk about that before, but yeah, we're gonna. Do uh, it the so start. yeah, but uh, it's interesting to see watch these shows and see what they're doing and how they're doing it. Yeah,
0: I mean the one thing I really loved about this episode, and I was thinking about making my Segway just that I've used it already like two or three times for Seven Common Writer seventy one is just the simplicity of the the special effects. Like there's so much just the paper cutout of a bunny rabbit, which is like
1: so great. <laughs> It's so bad, but it's so it's good. It's so bad that it actually doesn't take you out. Yeah, it's like okay, you know, if 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 this was like the '80s special effects are the ones that are gonna it's gonna have a hard time for us to like be taken out. But '70s special effects are so bad. Yeah, they go all the way around, and you're like, oh, I see where they were going yeah. there, and you're like part of it again. Yeah, it hit rock bottom so hard. It's it came kind of out like, the ceiling. it's kind of like. Uh, I know when we're going to get to the 80s and, like, early 90s special effects, are going to be, like, Uh, (laughs) ugh. Just like how when you'd watch, like, late 90s CGI special effects. Mm -hmm. I remember watching the original – I remember watching the original – Mortal Kombat in theaters and yeah. thinking those were the most amazing CGI <laughs> yeah. I ever seen. I watch it now and I'm just like yeah, dude like, oh, I can do better than that on my phone. <laughs> it's <so laughs> true. I, I can do AR with my phone that's more believable than that crap. Yeah. I mean
0: <laughs> it, it, you like okay like in the 80s especially with how many good 80s movies I've seen um a heck this is the same same uh I believe The Thing was made in the 80s, right? Late 80s or is it early 90s? Uh, the original Thing? No, the one with uh, John Carpenter. Well, yeah, they made The Thing twice. Right. I, th- yeah, I think the original one was late 80s. You know? Yeah, 80s. So this, th- this is the decade where we have The Thing. And so knowing that, it's kind of hard to justify any horrible uh, special effects. I mean, that's pretty critical because that's a high budget movie. Yeah. Um. It's just that you know take it, things like that. Whenever I watch a cheesy '90s movie or '90s series, I'm like, oh, you guys could have. They were doing so much better with so much worse before. And now that you're
1: actually watching it, it's like, okay, that was awful, but it was kind of good. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's hard to also to realize that this what we just watched, Common Seventy 71, was six years. Before the original Star Wars, yeah, yeah, wow, and, and, and how that puts cra- in perspective how where how like like but they spent a lot of money on that movie, A whole lot of movie or er, money, and it was over two hours long, mm-hmm. and this is like a twenty minute episode that they're filming in a weekend, pretty yeah. much with on on like nine dollars. <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean it's so bad it's like somebody. So bad it's good. Somebody took the portal gun, aimed it at the, the like floor and level. the ceiling, and they go. They fall through the floor with how bad it is, but there they are at the top.
1: Well, it's it's kind of like how I'm talking about how you're watching it. It's almost like watching a student film. Yeah. Where like you're not looking at the special effects because they don't have that ability. you got to look at like the storytelling and what they're going to be doing. Yeah. And like even if that falls short, but we also, we look at that, and it's like, well, they don't have the special effects budget. They don't have the ability. They also don't have the I mean, star. Mm-hmm. But what they're able to do in spite of all of that stuff is amazing.
0: I mean, especially considering the loss of the lead actor, they're doing exceptionally well. I mean, it's like they fell off a three story building and then they tuck and roll at the landing and they're just taken off running. Yeah. Because this could have just, the the series could have just straight up ended. Yes. And never recovered.
1: Yes. And what they do in the next few episodes really shows like they're like the adaptation of it. mm -hmm. And I say it a lot because I always bring it back to like how, um, doctor who the original doctor who where it's just things happened and they had to adapt and those adaptations created it made the show made the show yeah like it made it actually made the show popular right like made it amazing like the show was originally supposed to be a um it was originally supposed to be an educational show and they filmed the first episode and it was horrible (laughs) and they were just like screw it let's start over and they made it a sci-fi adventure show for mm-hmm. kids, and it like just blew up, it took off, yeah. So it was it was pretty good. Uh, I even watched like a drama that was a, do- a a dramatized version of them making Doctor Who. Okay, yeah, and it was like pretty cool. I was like, this is amazing. But I would totally do that of like Common Writer too. I'd watch them do a drama of them making Common Writer, right? And like just them going and like, there's an they're in a writers meeting. All of a sudden, we just got like someone wasn't. Like, he just broke his legs. Somebody should touch that. Just, it, Fujioka just broke his legs. Right, and we're like, okay, well, we have this last scene. Let's just split it into two while we try to figure out what's going on. <laughs> it
0: should at least be a movie. Yeah, that
1: Pretty would be. Cool. It would be really cool,
0: like a, a 40th anniversary or 50th anniversary. They had the 40th anniversary, yeah, so, so yeah, 50th anniversary uh, film,
1: which is uh, next year. Yeah, too. Mm-hmm. So okay, we missed that 100th anniversary <laughs> film. <laughs> Understandable. <laughs> Well, no, because uh, Japan actually likes doing the fives. Hmm. I mean, they do the big oh, ones. Oh, so like
0: 55, 60. 60. Yeah,
1: because like this year's uh, the 35th anniversary of Mario. Okay. They, f- they, they f- celebrated the 25th anniversary of Mario, but they really didn't do much for the 30th. Hmm. They like celebrating uh, like the fives. Okay. So they do like 45th and like 55th. And so maybe they'll do something cool for the 55th anniversary. So oh, interesting. I wonder why. I don't know. Maybe it has something to do with how go. Yeah, it's got to. Yeah, it's kind of like how uh seven and four are unlucky mm-hmm. because of she and she. She. There was just a news article in China because China also has eight is lucky. Yeah, because it's like it sounds like prosperous in mm-hmm. China. So, um, a co- I think it was a guy or a company won an auction for a phone number that ended in four eights. They spent like three hundred thousand dollars to get this phone number wow because the phone number had been seized by from like a drug lord or something and it was put on auction and they spent three hundred thousand dollars and like thousands of people were bidding on it but they got the phone number that ends in four eights and i'm like i don't think i want a phone number that used to belong to a drug lord right yeah that just seems <laughs> like an accident waiting to happen. <laughs> yeah what no I, I <laughs> it's not very lucky then yeah. I don't know. it's like it's, like, it's not even lucky that you got it for $300,000. Yeah, just call it up. Yes, I need a lot of drug. <laughs> um, excuse me, this is an agency. Yeah. <laughs> this is a talent agency. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Whoa, this drug, these drugs must be really good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now I really want them. <laughs> yeah, so anyways, uh, but yeah, so I think it probably has something to do with the fight. Yeah, okay. But anyways. But our next episode will be Teacher, which is the second part of a two-parter. What sort.
0: episode of the podcast is it? Do you know,
1: uh, no, no, I have to have Are we in the '60s yet? Yeah. No, this would be 48, it's something like that. 48, 49, because of the movie. Yeah, the movie it's adds true. One more to it. So, so like, uh, when the 11th episode of uh, Zero One was episode 45 because of the one, the one episode because mm-hmm. it was 44 plus one. I'm just wondering if if uh, this would technically be our 50th because I'm thinking, okay,
0: that was episode 12. No, it'd be the very first one of 12. Dang. Oh, well. Yeah, cause so it'd be like, well, I'll figure that out and I'll bring yeah. it up. Okay,
1: so we will see then.
0: Well, guys, we're going to wrap it up here. If you have any questions or comments about the show, you can email us at fanboyopinion at gmail or if you just want to give your own opinion on some of the stuff we were talking about, you can hit us up on Twitter at fanboy underscore opinion. Plus, we have additional information on our website, fanboyopinion.com and uh, you can listen to us for sure on Spotify and hopefully on the podcast of your choice. If we're not on it, please let us know. Uh, We'll try to get it there. Also, it'd really help out if you rate and review us. That being said, I hope you had a great time. I know I did. As always, I'm Eugene. And I'm Eric. And we'll see you all next time.